In the wise words of a once legendary male staff fantasy football manager, Rami Kakish, ladies and germs, welcome to the first ever episode of the Inside and Outlaws podcast. Now, before I brighten up your weeks with uh, this brand new podcast, I would just like to inform the gentlemen of the Everlasting Jeans League that Michael Mermina, the manager of Unit 5, and I, the manager of the Garden Mint Chews, have agreed on a trade where I will be acquiring Baker's Dozen Mayfield, Taj Mahal Boyd, Saquonza Barkley, and Adrian, I didn't know Peter had a son. In exchange for Tim Allen Robinson II, David Johnson, and the one and only mustache man himself, the first string quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the recipient of my team name, the Garden Minchu himself, Gardener Minshew II. Um, unit 5, it was a pleasure doing business with you. Now I must proceed to give you guys my podcast. So, first things first, there's this guy, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's born in Dedham, I believe. He might have been born in like Damascus or something like that, but he lives in Dedham, has for pretty much his whole life. Um, and... This guy likes to talk. He talks and talks. Never listens. He'll call you. Say that he only needs to talk to you for 30 seconds. Proceeds to talk to you for 30 minutes. Allowing you to talk for about. Five minutes maybe. Max. Um, So. This guy's name is Camille. Um, He. Basically if you ever hear his name. You automatically think, talk, 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 talk. Um, Now, I find this pretty ironic because there were some claims made about him um, by she who shall rename nameless, Janine, in the fantasy football group chat. And these claims were a little unwarranted, if I I may say so myself. she claimed that she was involved in a sexual threesome with Camille, the owner of It's Not That Deep, and Owen, um, the owner of Flicker the Lights, which, side note, I still don't understand the reasoning behind that team name, so if someone could let me know, that'd be sick. Now, after these claims, everyone was kind of thrown off guard because there were some illegal tapes that were supposed to be released, but those never got released. Um, So whoever's supposed to release those, everyone's waiting. So just get on that, please. Anyway, Janine released this information and the man who continuously talks hasn't said a word since. It's been three full days. These claims were made uh, around like 9, 30, 10 o'clock after the, maybe a little later, 11 o'clock-ish, after the Monday night football game ended, or Sunday night football game, I apologize. And Camille hasn't said a word, <laughs> you know, and 
I know Camila's had uh, several relationships. Um, those that may not have lasted as long as you would hope, but it happens to the best of us. So, none of these were with men, though. So, this claim... Oh my gosh, guys, I'm looking at a coyote on my street. So, I'm going to lock the car. Sorry. Um, so, these claims may be true, may be false, but... This guy just needs to come forward because the longer he stays silent, the more guilty he seems. You know? Um, speaking of staying silent, I have not heard one word from Nick Nunu, Nick Califf, or Mike Nunu. Now, Mike Nunu has one of the top teams in the league. But he hasn't said a word all season. He has the most points in the league. And I just want to commend Mike Nunu because it takes guts to stay silent through all the trials and tribulations that are going on in this league. You know, the claims, the false serenade night, greatest song of all time uh, claims, or Eli's trash talk, or the former commissioner being trade raped about two or three times um i also have no comment on that but to stay silent through all of this is absolutely commendable especially by such a young buck mike nunu i commend you um he has a crown in his team name and you might think that was unwarranted before the season but mike nunu you may be our only shot to take down Jiddu Eli, and you have my 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 full support. Um, I back you in any decision you make. I will have your back. Um, my next point, I previously addressed it. Would I would like to publicly call out Mr. Peter Karos. Um I don't even know the name of your team off the top of my head, so it goes to show how much of an impact you're having uh, on the league. So the other day, he goes, that was the greatest Saturday Night song I've ever heard. And he previously said that to Andrew Hundal. Now, Peter Carroll came to camp in 2009, was a victim of one of the many victims of Humpty Dumpty. Um, Humpty Dumpty will be explored in, in next Wednesday's episode of Inside and Outlaws. So, he never comes back to the village. Um, eventually makes some connections with the great Mark Soltani and Anna Zitarescu and the half-great Mark Ganim. Um Those connections with Anna Zitarescu will later become more than just a connection. If you know what I mean. Um, anyway, moving on. He comes back to the village in 2018 as a, a counselor. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not taking a shot at Peter's counseling abilities. I think in the wise words of Eli, honestly, never thought I would be saying that. But in the wise words of Eli, Peter Karos is one of the best counselors I've ever seen. And unlike Peter, 
I have been going to camp since I was nine years old. So I've seen several counselors. Um, however, Peter has only been going to camp for two years plus that one session in 2009. So that being said, I believe that his claims to have heard two of the greatest Serenade Night songs of all time are extremely unwarranted. Um, now he came, he came back with a defense of he nearly accomplished one of the greatest, apparently one of the greatest feats in Antiochian village history, which is considered um, the Trinity plus one. Now he may think that this is a big deal, but if you think about it, Serenade Night is one night. Now, if you win Serenade Night three times or four times, I'll give it to you this time, Peter. If you win it four times in one summer, think about where your priorities are. You're using... Uh, so, let me, let me go back a little bit. Let me give you guys some background on Serenade Night. I know we've all participated in Serenade Night. Um, it's been a while for Cade as he hasn't been a counselor for like seven years. And Eli's memory is going, so I'm just gonna give you guys a little refresher. Serenade Night is all about the campers. It may be Father Anthony Yaji's favorite evening program, but so it's all about the campers, but also all about Father Anthony. Now, if you win Serenade Night, that's a night that campers are never gonna forget. And that enhances their experience. And you instantly become a legend. Now, so Peter Carlos's um, legend status in terms of Madden are climbing up there, I would like to say. But he's using the joy of his campers as an instrument to talk down on the rest of us in the league. He's using um, the camper's joy and accomplishments as a way to condescend the rest of us. Now, I don't really appreciate that. Uh, that hits a little close to home because last summer as a, as a height cabin counselor, uh, for lack of better terms, I got robbed. Um, you know, it still hits close to home because I was trying to give my campers an incredible night for them to remember. Um, and then a cabin of painters led by Nick Nunu, uh, who in the past have never been allowed to participate in serenade night before and who I might add we're not able to participate in any other program at camp except for meals and sleeping. Um, they stole Serenade Night from me. And honestly, I'm getting a little choked up talking about this, so I'm going to move relatively quickly. But I would just like to publicly state that Peter Carroll has no accreditation when it comes to making claims about the greatest Serenade Night songs. Um, and that is not just me being butthurt. 
I believe that those campers deserve what they had taken away from them. And I will fight until the death to claim that throne. Um, and yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. It's in God's, God's hands, God's plan. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason. So you never know why something so devastating may happen to you. You know, a lot of times you hear why do bad things happen to good people. I'd like to think I'm a good person. So that is without question a, a bad thing that happened to a good person. Um, and it just took a hit on my pride, which, you know, I might deserve. And it was very humbling. However, I will not let this go quietly. Nick Nunu and your painters, I'm coming for you guys. So put up your walls, say a few words in this group chat, and defend yourself. Now, nextly, I would like to address something that happened the other day that warrants talking about. Let me tell you a little fictional story that maybe might put things in perspective for you guys. Imagine Alex Cora. Now, for you degenerates, he's to be the greatest Red Sox manager of all time. Um, wins 108 games in his first season as a manager. Wins the World Series. Is a former player. One of the smartest players that David Ortiz, a current Red Sox legend and one of the greatest Red Sox players of all time, said that he is the smartest player that he's ever played with. And if you know baseball, he has played with a lot of players. You know, bringing this back to Mr. Karros, he even was drafted by the Minnesota Twins and then made the correct career decision to come to Boston. Um, David Ortiz, I love you. Now, if Alex Cora made an agreement with Aaron Boone, who is a, a rival, a fierce rival Yankees manager. If Alex Cora and Aaron Boone made an agreement that Alex Cora would send all of his Red Sox players to the Yankees if Aaron Boone beat his team, what would people think? Would Alex Cora still be considered loyal? Would he be considered a strong leader? Would he be considered self-conscious? Um, would he be still considered credible? Probably not. Now, a few days ago, Commissioner Kimmett, who is also the manager of a team, made an agreement with me, obviously a manager of a team um, and former commissioner who has been disgraced by his, by, by his peers. Um, that can also be addressed in next week next week's episode of the inside and outlaws um, but he made an agreement with me that he would relinquish his leadership responsibilities his commissioner responsibilities and that i would overtake his seat in the throne now if that doesn't scream that he's Inconfident in his leadership abilities. I don't know what does. You know, this guy's ready to just give up his 
his leadership abilities. Imagine him. He was a he was a head male counselor at this point in his career. He's a little washed up. Um, he's in grad school, walking around with a fancy briefcase that a bunch of these clowns got him. I don't even know where that came from, but get a real backpack, buddy. And he's just walking around and. Imagine this summer, this past summer, when he was a head male counselor, he just gave up his head male counselor responsibilities to a rando, to Cade, to the former head male counselor. And then Nick became a counselor or something like that. Like, what does that tell you about Nick? Come on, guys. He's talking all this crap about the outlaws, but he's really just putting up a shield for uh, putting up a shield that is quite weaker than Captain America's to uh, to block all the all the disgrace and hate that should be coming towards his team um, now Nick I do love you as a brother but get a grip buddy get a backpack put on a dang Red Sox hat and be confident in your leadership abilities. I believe in you, buddy. Now, to close out this uh, this this first ever Inside and Outlaws podcast, I would just like to say one thing. I'm e- sitting in my car at the moment, eating a buffalo chicken wrap from Good Eats in Boston on Mass Ave. If you're ever in the area, give it a try. Uh, it's the greatest, greatest buffalo chicken wrap I've had to date. Now I'm eating this, and I asked for no celery for a reason because I'm not the biggest celery guy. Um, it's like green chewy water. It's kind of stupid, but I asked for no celery, and I've taken a bite out of this thing. You know what I chew on? A lot of you probably just thought to yourself a piece of celery. No, you're wrong. A tomato. He didn't put celery in it because I asked him not to and he listened to me. Thank you. I chew on a tomato. I asked for tomatoes instead of celery. So my wishes were granted. Now, this doesn't always happen, you know. People like to pray to God or whatever and wait till 11-11 to make wishes or, you know, do what they what makes them happy. Sometimes your wishes come true and sometimes they don't, you know, but I'd like to speak for every single member of this male staff fantasy football league in asking Camille to make a damn statement. You know, the people are waiting. You are what we want to hear. I never thought I would say that in my life as being someone who sees Camille Relatively frequently, I'm actually going to see him tomorrow night, uh, and we're going to head to New Jersey to break up the drive on our way to Virginia to see um, a fellow outlaw tie the knot with his with his wife. You know, that's going to be pretty sweet. Anyway, Camille, I never thought I'd say this, but I want to hear what you have to say, you know? Please just make a statement, buddy. Uh, 
God bless.